Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Blackhawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people He's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Next Steps podcast. Uh, with me, as always, she needs no introduction, <laughs> but we're going to give one because, you guys, it is Pastor Tiffany Malloy's birthday today. Oh, so it is. happy true. birthday. Thank I don't you. know if it's good or bad that you're spending the beginning <laughs> of your birthday with us, but happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's a big one for me. So turning 40 today. All so, right. um, but yeah. I'm looking, this is a good, I'm entering a new decade. I'm super excited about that. So. Yeah. Well, hope it's a great day. Thanks. Grateful for you and your friendship and just all Thanks. the ways you pastor this church. And Thank you. Yep. All right. Well, um, today we are on episode four of our Walking with God mini series. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how spiritual formation is the process of becoming more like Jesus. And it's a partnership that we enter into with the Holy Spirit. We have to take the initiative and we have to do work, but God is at work too. He does the heavy lifting. And in that episode, we also talked about some of the obstacles to experiencing growth and some of the ways God invites us into that transformation process. Uh, And then last week, Pastor Daniel Owen joined us as we talked about different spiritual practices, these things like prayer and scripture reading and silence and community and a whole bunch of other things that God uses in our lives to change and to form us. So go back and check those out if you haven't listened to those. But today we're going to be talking about some of the seasons we might experience as we're on this journey um, because I think we all know this, this is kind of, kind of, as we experience faith, right? This is our experience that growth isn't a linear process, right? Like sometimes it feels like we take two steps forward and one step back, or it's just never as quick as we want it to be. Um, our spiritual lives, our faith isn't just a straight path toward maturity. There's ups and downs in different seasons, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not growing. And maybe we'll unpack that later. Like some of these ups and downs are, are, are normal and we want to kind of normalize some of that. Um, so Tiffany, maybe just to kind of begin, when you think of different seasons of faith that you've been through yourself or that you see others walking through, what are some of those different seasons? Um, and there's all sorts of different labels yeah. that different authors and writers yeah. uh, throughout the years have given to these. Um, so maybe we'll reference some of those. But yeah, maybe even if we just kind of start at the be- yeah. at the beginning, right? Yeah, like what right. what uh, what did people tend to experience as yeah. they first start on the journey? Yeah, it's good. Um, well, if we start the journey, there's a couple of places we can start the the journey. I would say, you know, I'm going to start it at when somebody decides to follow Jesus, right? Because there is a season before that, right? Where um, you're open, you're curious, you're wondering, you feel like, what is this Jesus thing? What is, who is God? Do I want to to trust in him? Right? So we have those. But once you, once you kind of make that decision to follow Jesus, Chris, I don't know if you remember like the early, your early days, but there is typically marked with a lot of excitement and energy. Mm -hmm. You were like just in awe of God, in awe of the Bible, in awe of the community of God, right? You think the church is like so amazing (laughs) and people are great and um, everything looks very 
rose-colored right. in general. Mm-hmm. Is that your experience as, Absolutely. Your experience as well? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember the, the weekend that I made a decision to follow Jesus in college. I came back and I probably listened to worship songs for like a month yeah. straight, right? Like <laughs> just so excited. I mean, sometimes we use the language of like on fire, yeah. you're on fire. For, yeah. Not that that can't happen yeah. at other times too, but um, but yeah, everything is... Yeah, I think rosy yeah. is a good yeah. good word. Everything yeah. is everything yeah. is looking up. Yeah. Everything's looking good. Um, maybe, maybe I don't mean this in a bad way, but just kind of innocent is, is yeah. maybe a way to describe it too. You haven't maybe experienced some of the the difficulties of mm-hmm. faith and questions and things like that yet. But um, but yeah, you've had this experience maybe mm-hmm. um, or this initial coming to Jesus and and yeah, life feels pretty good most of the yeah. time. Yeah, it's so sweet, right? I even kind of even feel like maybe it's like a honeymoon phase, right? It yeah. just Everything is so new and and you're just seeing God, right? He's opened your eyes and it is incredible. And I, I know that there's times you're like, oh man, I wish I could go back to those days right, right. now. So um, yeah, those are sweet days. I remember in, in these sweet days, I remember, um, I think I was, a t- I was a teenager. So I ended up, you know, um, breaking a lot of my secular CDs during this <laughs> phase. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that. All I want is, you know, yeah. worship music. And so that was um, my teenage angsty, but in a good way, right? I was feeling very excited to be um, moving in that direction. But I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think my mom was buying me uh, Jesus t-shirts and things, <laughs> and things totally, like yeah. that too. Love you, mom. Yeah. I don't have those t-shirts anymore, so... <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. so good. All right. So what comes next, Chris? Um, what do you think? Kind of the next stage, the next stage after you've been walking with Jesus for a while, super excited. What yeah. typically happens next? Yeah. There's probably a couple different places that this could go for people, depending mm-hmm. on their experience. One of them is, yeah, after the initial kind of excitement, it, it continues in some ways, but it actually propels you into yeah. wanting to to grow and to yeah. dig in. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I can speak from my own experience. I, I sometimes tell this story of when I came to know Jesus, I knew I knew the gospel. I knew what he'd done for me, um, his death and resurrection, all of those things. But that was about it. It was enough yeah. to want to follow him and to mm-hmm. give my life to him. But I knew nothing else about the Bible at the yeah. time. I joke with people that... Um, I played drums for a production of The Fiddler on the Roof in high school. And the main character, uh, he always, he has these different sayings throughout the play where he says, as the good book says, and then he says something completely ridiculous (laughs) that isn't actually in the Bible. Um, And I, like, that's what I knew of the Bible, like whatever uh, Tiviet or whatever his name was in in the show, like that was, that was my um, exposure to what I thought was, was the scriptures. Um, but then there, there came really quickly this wanting to, to press in, joining Bible studies. I like soaked in all of the content, all of the stuff that I could, you know, digging into community too and relationships and um, just this life of discipleship and, and that kind of thing. Wanting to, to try to put down roots and really grow in my faith um, and, and that kind of thing. So um, I don't, is that kind of what it looked like yeah. for you or what yeah. would you say about your own experience with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, after a couple of years after, um, kind of starting my relationship with God, uh, hit high school. And so I, me and a friend, we had started, um, like a Bible club on high school kind of campus. Um, it was called POG, 
um, people of God. So I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> if you're my age, the po- those little yes. pogs oh. that you would trade. Oh my gosh, we thought we were so clever. Um, and so, uh, so it was like, it was basically a Bible study, right? So anybody, if you consider yourself a Christian, didn't matter what church you went to or what denomination, we had, you know, people from the Protestant churches, Catholic churches, we'd all kind of come together for community and studying the Bible. And so I just, man, just remember just loving it, like just being so digging into scripture, being so surprised. Um, and uh, even I would think even beyond the scripture thing, I think doing something for God, that's what it felt like, right? Like, oh, God, I will start a Bible club for you. So this idea of the yeah. productive life, right? Where exactly. you're serving, doing you're using things. your gifts, you're saying, Lord, how did you create me? I just want to do things for you. I want to tell people about who you are. Um so I think that's kind of what it looked like. But I do remember, which is maybe starting to like just show hints of the next stage. Um, there is one of my really good friends, probably my best guy friend. His name was Evan. And he was a thinker. And mm. he was curious about God. And so he had started to come to a couple of them. Um, and one day he came, I think it was like my senior year, and he brought me this stack couple hundred pieces of paper and he had printed it out from the internet so back in the day the internet (laughs) didn't have a ton of stuff on it (laughs) but this is what it did the dark web i don't know but he said these are all the contradictions in the bible like Mm -hmm. can you explain these to me and my like my stomach dropped and i'm like what and i started like i was like oh these aren't true and i started looking through and looking up the passages and i was like wait wait what and it was a tiny little loop, um, right? It didn't push me over any edges, but it was the first time that I began to question some things or to say, oh, this Bible maybe isn't, I need more information, right? Yeah. Like there's something, like I trust that this is God's word, but why isn't this adding up? And so um, so there is this, there's another guy, I think he was, uh, he had been part of the Bible club. He was a couple years older than me. And so started walking through our group through some of these. Um, and, and then we graduated. Mm-hmm. But but it was the first time of like, oh, there's a little more complexity here than I first thought. And so that's kind of the, maybe the next. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a, a next phase that people can go through. Yeah, absolutely. And that all happened in the POG club. And then POG. Right. POG. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that. This is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. This is where things get. A little bit interesting or a little bit sticky sometimes, right? Um, for whatever reason, yeah, maybe it's uh, a friend comes to you, which opens up a whole, whole bunch of questions about the reliability mm-hmm. of the scriptures mm-hmm. or or suffering enters in and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're questioning all these things and if God is really good. Um, or some people go off to college and they're taking classes that are, are teaching them things that they weren't exposed to before and... All of a sudden, uh, some of the rosiness, the innocence kind of wears off and things get a lot more complex. Maybe there's even like disillusion or or doubt or, or mm-hmm. um, some of those sorts of things entering in. It, yeah, just it, faith is more complex and yeah. you're starting to, to wrestle through some of those different things. Um, I think this... Um, I'm curious what, what you would say about yeah. this. I think this is kind of a pivotal moment and many of our faiths where you can press in and there's more that comes after this, which we'll get into in just a second. You can press in and, and try to wade through these waters or honestly, it's a season where a lot of people just yeah. pick up and leave yeah. the faith, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, well, I won't speculate as to different reasons, maybe, yeah. maybe why and, and why they 
can't persevere or, or push through a season like this, but it's kind of a big breaking point for for many people. I think there's some church research that's shown that too. We were talking about that a little bit earlier um, of, of churches that have studied this kind of thing. And, and this is one of those moments mm-hmm. where um, it's it's pretty key. How have you, I don't know, does that ring true yeah, with you absolutely. or things that you've seen? Absolutely. You know, I think about this stage being kind of lonely. Um, I, you know, I just, for better, for, well, for worse, not for better or worse. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes for people don't want to don't want to talk about it. They 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 see people um, seemingly having fantastic relationship with God, and they assume a lot of things. and And so you begin to say, "Am I? Am, am, is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with my relationship with God? Is there something wrong with my understanding?" And then you just kind of start pulling pulling inward, um, right? You. Yeah maybe step away from community because you just feel different and you feel like surely everybody else is feeling, experiencing something else. Um, and so, but it's actually in the reality, this time of needing to move closer, needing to be open, needing to share with mm-hmm. the people you trust in your life that this is what you're experiencing and and hearing somebody else say, oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, me too. I've, I've, I, I'm, I'm wondering that right now. Or, oh gosh, I, I, I went through that. Let me, let me share with you just, you know, like how God has worked in the midst of that. Didn't, he didn't solve all those question marks, but, but he met me there. Um, and so I think that this is this place where we pull away from community, but actually this is the value, one of the huge values of community yeah, to being able to yeah. hold people through, through these disorienting times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of us, right. I was just talking to someone the other day who they were just talking about how Blackhawk has been a different experience for them because in their family or mm-hmm. for, for them growing up, you just didn't question certain things about God or a certain beliefs or theological things. And so to come here and actually hear like, no, it's okay. You can bring your doubt. You can bring your questions was a pretty big like paradigm yeah. shift. Right. And so, um, if that's what your community or your family is telling you that like, there's things that are off limits that you can't question or, or, or think about too, then yeah, that makes for an especially lonely season yeah. of trying to, to sort through some of this stuff together. Yeah. Um, when you look at the different ways that different authors, again, kind of talk about different seasons of life, um, this is where maybe some of them diverge a little bit, but there's one in particular, um, that before we get into more, more positive things, like we're starting to work through this, that I think has been really helpful or even freeing for me just to know is something that they identified and they have a stage that's just called the wall. Mm -hmm. Like you just hit what feels like this end of God doesn't feel like he's there anymore or the things that were working before Mm -hmm. aren't working. Um, I don't know, maybe some uh, older authors would call this like the dark night of the soul or something like that. Just a really hard season in faith where it feels like you're not going to make it to the mm-hmm. other side of it. You're not going to bust through. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if I would say that I've exactly experienced something like that. Um, that's risen to that level, maybe close. Yeah. Um, tell us about, I mean, tell us about that. Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. I mean, even, um, I think, yeah, where I'm at now compared to five years ago, um, I was just wrestling through a lot of, uh, theological questions about who God is, right? Like I came to know the Lord in college um, and pretty much took as gospel truth most of the things that people were teaching me. And most of it was really good and really healthy. But now having gone through seminary and teaching more and that kind of thing, 
I, not in a bad way, but was just trying to evaluate like, okay, I keep saying these things about God or who Jesus is, um, but do I, like, do I really believe that? Or are there like more faithful ways? I'll, I'll, okay, so I'll get honest, like yeah. instead of talking vaguely, but even things like, okay, the God of the Old Testament seems pretty full of like vengeance and wrath. And like, are there things like genocide happening? Um, even the cross, like, is this like, I don't know if I can say this on a podcast, but is this like divine child abuse? Mm -hmm. Like really God needed to punish someone. And so he found his son and this is, and there's, there's aspects of truth to all of these things, but it was just something that I struggled with of like, is, is this the God that I really want to follow? So first of all, are these things true or are there other ways of looking at it? But then, yeah, just reevaluating like, what, what am I, what am I doing? Is yeah. is he worthy right. of my life? And yeah. that feels weird to say out loud as a pastor no, on that's... a podcast, but just being real. Yeah. Like, I think we have these moments in our faith where for me, it was more, I had the luxury of it being more intellectual. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was in the peril of like some deep suffering that happened to me or my family member. There was maybe uh, some things that led to some of that, but it's not like someone who just experienced the loss of their spouse or something like that. That's questioning all these things. And so, um, so yeah, a hard season and I'll talk more in a little bit as, as we kind of discuss, like, what do you Mm -hmm. do when you find yourself in a season like this and how do you, Mm -hmm. how do you push through? But for me, even just to hear that there are these stages of faith and there's something that someone identified as Mm -hmm. a wall and it can be normal and lots of people, um, throughout the the history of Christianity have faced something like that. It was just kind of like freeing of like, okay, I can, I can can face this. God actually wants to use this Mm -hmm. for my good and for my growth. It's not that something is wrong with me. Um, I think was really helpful and and really freeing. So Mm. I remember going through a similar, um, similar season. My question was more around God's goodness and suffering. Um, and why does God, um, allow suffering, such hard suffering and, um, Mm -hmm. to good people. So that was kind of the question, uh, for me, but I remember sitting, um, again, I'm a little bit nervous to even recommend this book because I, it was amazing at the time, but I haven't picked it up since then. So I'm um, not sure if I would agree with everything now, but uh, it was called Faith Shift by Kathy Escobar. Hmm. And so I think she was actually um, pastor maybe in Denver, uh, oh. but she'd gone through a hard season. And so she just kind of wrote about some of her story in this book and about uh, different seasons of faith. That was the first place I think I learned about it. Um, and I just remember sitting on my bed reading one night and like just being in tears because I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't have to lose my faith. Like, right. Like other people have been here. There's not, this is something is this, cause this is post seminary. Right. I'm like, Oh gosh, I like, I've put all my eggs in this basket vocationally. What if I walk away from this? And yeah. and I didn't feel like I really had a choice whether to walk away or not. I just felt like I was right. in a process and I, I didn't know what I was, how I was going to end up. And I, I'm a person who wants to be very authentic. So I'm like, Oh, I can't pretend like I'm really bad at playing pretend. Right. And so <laughs> for better or worse, but, um, but I just remember feeling so thankful that people like Kathy were writing about going through this season and that um, that it's okay that you can just continue in whatever way that looks like to press towards God um, and to allow yourself to go through it. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I think even um, over the last uh, 
five to 10 years for younger people, especially. We've talked about, you know, things related to deconstruction and things like that on the podcast before. Um, but I think it's just been, as, as young Christians, a complex time to to be Christians in the church yeah. too. Like there's just so much happening socially and culturally and things like that, that um, I mean, that maybe adds to some of the, like these seasons where it gets, gets more complex and you start to have more questions yeah. of like, is, is this the, like, is this the authentic uh, Christian faith that's been passed down for thousands of years? Or like, are the things that I'm frustrated with and the things that I want to walk away from, more like a cultural expression of Christianity. Um, And I think people, whatever, people on both sides of the aisle, whatever you view Mm -hmm. about politics, everyone could feel that in different ways. And so um, I think, I I mean, some of that has happened in my own life, but I've certainly seen um, young adults and and, and younger just kind of wrestle through that of like, um, if this is what Christianity is about, I'm not sure that I want to follow this Jesus, but like there's this season where we need to untangle, like, yeah. who is he really? What is he calling us to really? Um, and not, not kind of enmesh that with, with what our church growing up was telling yeah. us or, or that kind of thing. And, um, so I don't know, hopefully that, that makes sense or helps yeah. some, some people that are good. listening and that kind of thing. Um, all right. So to get a little bit more positive, there, there is another there's side. There's hope on the other side. There is, <laughs> yeah, there's hope. There's more on the other side. Um, and as we talk about it, might, maybe it'll feel like, oh, you just snap mm-hmm. and you pop into this next one. Um, so we will. We'll back up in a second mm-hmm. and talk about like maybe what to do in a hard season. Um, and I think these hard seasons, they can last for a long time. Like, yeah. like for me, it was probably three to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know other people, as they've explained this like wall or complexity season, it was a lot longer than that, yeah. maybe 10 to 15 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But eventually there comes, yeah, maybe this moment of reorientation mm-hmm. of, um, of being able to hold those things in tension, right? Uh, and even having empathy toward people that maybe believe different things than you do and and that kind of thing. So you kind of are able to work through the different complexities, the different things that you're holding in tension and um, are able to, in some way, yeah, to experience this mature faith, like to harmonize those different things. And, um, even as I'm trying to describe it, it's hard to, des- you're doing a good job. It's hard to describe <laughs> yeah. really. Um, but you come, uh, there's this moment of like, for me, I'll, maybe peace is a good word mm-hmm. of like feeling peace about like, okay, um, I don't necessarily have to have the answers to all these questions, but like you were talking about, like questioning God's goodness. But at the end of the day, I believe that he's mm-hmm. good and he's yeah. still worthy of following. Yeah. And so you just come to this different place of being able to to cling to what you need to cling to, hold yeah. loosely to what you need to hold loosely to. And then, um, yeah, have this have this more true, maybe even more authentic faith as you've wrestled through these things and, and maybe see and experience Jesus more for who he truly is yeah. than kind of the rosy colored glasses yeah. that you had before. Not that that was a bad season, right. um, but you've gone through some things. Mm-hmm. When you go through some things with a friend or in a marriage, uh, I can come out of it on the other side. You come out of it stronger. And the same thing I think happens in our relationship yeah. with God. It's so. really good. Sometimes I, I view this and I think people, researchers view this, um, um, kind of similar to like how we develop as human beings, right? So I don't know if that's helpful, but it was helpful for me to say, you know, sometimes as a kid, 
right? Things, things are rosy, you're unaware of some things, and that's good, like, right? Like, we consider it traumatic when a young child learns about some of the realities, harsh realities of the world early on. Like it, it's, it's hard for them to develop further. Right. And so there is this like childhood experience that is good and healthy and helps people continue in their formation in a healthy way. And then, right. You get to the teenage years. I have three teenagers um, right now. Right. (laughs) And I remember being a teenager, right. Things, things feel black and white, right. They feel like you're easily outraged and, your emotion, you know, yeah. if you have teenagers, you know what I mean? Um, in a great way, but you're also questioning and, oh my gosh, I love teenage years. Like having teenagers, there's so many questions and so many pushbacks and it's exciting. Even if it's volatile, it's exciting. Um, and there's a lot of wrestling and good stuff. And, um, but then kind of you, you come to the other side, right? And as you become an adult, you begin to realize, oh, wow, that issue is not black and white. There's a lot of gray in there. And so in the same way, I think, there's some similarness to our faith, our faith yeah, formation that yeah. way. Like things feel very black and white and you're wrestling with some things until, until you're like, oh, you know what? I can manage that tension. It's, it doesn't feel so um, angsty in my heart. Yeah, what, whatever, yeah, whatever that yeah. might be, whatever the, the issue might be, or um, it's kind of relax into some truths about who God is. And I love what you said. You cling to the things that you need to cling to yeah. and you hold loosely to the rest. I think that is a really good description of mm. um, of how I've experienced some of that as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, before we move on, maybe even just to like, okay, so what what practically might that season yeah. look like? Or just to describe it a little bit, um, some of the things that people identify with this more mature season, um, like the first half of life, you know, the teenage years, all that kind of stuff. Like, to be honest, it's a lot about us, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're building our own relationship with the Lord, our own confidence, our own assurance of who he is and his love toward us and that kind of thing. And when we get to this more mature season, I think a lot of it is about starting to be more open-handed of loving others and serving others and being others-oriented. Um, and there was some of that like in the productive life, like yeah, you were talking yeah. about earlier. But I think even this is a little bit of a shift. It's mm-hmm. not just like, well, I, I should be doing this or I'll have these gifts and I'm going to serve. what good Christians do. <laughs> yeah, but this is like, no, there's like some, our hearts maybe mm-hmm. have even just yeah. changed or been transformed in some way that's hard to describe, but like, um, our orientation is just like, I'm, I'm thinking less about myself and yeah. want to give my life away um, and to help other people experience yeah. this kind of same love of Christ and, mm, and that kind good. of thing. So, um, so yeah, hopefully that's a little yeah. bit helpful. Yeah, it's good for me that look like, um, okay, I, re- like I said, I black and white, I really, you know, grew up most of my life seeing things in black and white. And so I think for me, what this has looked like, mo- at least like most um, visible, uh, is letting go of the need to be right, um, oh. or to know the right thing, or to hold other people to the right thing that is very clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was one of the, uh, so one of the things uh, I, I worked with a spiritual director during part of the season of the, the mm. wall because I right I didn't understand how to do this by myself and um, and so that was like the thing that she honed in on was uh, was this black and white thinking this right and wrong thinking and what if God isn't what if my relationship with God is more than that and that was so challenging um, so I think what it right what looks like being with somebody how do we love people who think really differently yeah. than us um, who in fact like the things that they're about maybe in not too long ago, I'd be like, but that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. But 
where that would cloud 80% of the relationship. And now it's like, yeah, there's a 10% awareness that like we disagree on something significant, <laughs> but it doesn't, but the relate, like I want to love them. I want to serve them. I don't, I don't see them as the wrong thing that they think or the yeah. wrong thing that they do or the wrong thing they're about. I see them as, I mean, okay. Like sometimes I don't see them as this, but, but I'm trying to see them as image bearers and mm-hmm. oh, we have something that's really important that we disagree on, but but we can, I can still love and serve them yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. yeah, that's really helpful. Um, and even just to connect to the dots to some of the things we've been talking about, for some people in this kind of later mature season, uh, even their spiritual rhythms maybe oh, yeah. change. They, they start engaging in different practices. This isn't universally true necessarily, but I think for some people, it this is where maybe you start really trying to focus on silence and solitude yeah. and um, even just more kind of liturgy, whether that's in um, the ways that you worship or the ways that you go about your your week with regular prayer and that kind of thing. Um, it's people who are able, like you just said, to be peacemakers, even mm-hmm. when there's disagreements, mm-hmm. to love their enemies, um, some of those different kinds of things. But even, yeah, as we talk about spiritual practices in this little mini series, mm-hmm. um, even some of that maybe kind of shifts and begins to, to change um, in this season. So it's good. Um, all right. So we promised we'd, we'd back up uh, and talk about the, the wall section. So hopefully that overview is helpful. Again, we're using language. We're kind of combining a lot of the different things that we have heard or, or read about when it comes to seasons of faith, just to kind of vaguely do an overview of, of what some of that journey could look like. Um, but if Maybe for just speak for yourself, yeah. when you have found yourself in a difficult or unfamiliar season, whether mm-hmm. it's the wall or just beginning to doubt things, um, what, what have you, what's been helpful for you? Like yeah. what even would you recommend other people do if they're just in this really hard yeah. season? What, what do we do in, in that? How do we find our way out of that? Yeah, I think for, for me, it was eventually being in community with people to finding a few friends to say, you guys, um, I hope you're not horrified by this, but these are the questions I'm asking. (laughs) And here's where I'm at. I'm really scared, you know, and the power of the me too, like I said earlier is, was incredible for me. I think it just Mm. gave me what I needed to allow God to continue the work. Um, Right. Because I feel like when you're going through this season, some, for some of us, I have a personality of control. Right. So I just want to control it. I want to like get out of it as best as I can. And what what can I do? And yeah. realizing like, oh, gosh, I don't think I'm in control of this, but I can um, I can ask people to walk alongside me. And then I think the second big thing that just sustained me through it um, was the idea of remembering hmm. like I can look back on my life and even in the midst of like difficulty and heart, like this really difficult season, I remembered how God had showed up in my life in ways that there is no, you know, no other uh, explanation. And I just remember writing those down, right? The Ebenezer of Ebenezer is what I called it, right? Of like, when I'm doubting, when I feel like, I don't know if this is real, I'm about to leave the faith. But I remember that God did this and I have... I can't deny it. And so being just holding on to those Ebenezer moments mm, um, was really love that. important to me. Yeah. I'd also just say, this is part of why we're even recording this episode, but just know that you're not crazy. No, nope, like, not crazy. <laughs> be, be gentle with yeah, yourself. Be patient. Give yourself yeah. grace as 
I don't know. Sometimes some of us hold ourselves to the standard of like what faith should look like because that's what it looked like for the last 10 years or whatever. Or yeah. I was so on fire. Like what's wrong with me yeah. now that this is different. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, just being, mm-hmm. being grace, gracious, mm-hmm. full of grace with yourself and, um, and knowing that, yeah, it's just hopefully just a season and that yeah. you can work your way through it. For me, I think one of the big things I resonate with a lot of what you just said, but, um, I, I needed to find new practices too. And so, I mean, I mentioned earlier about how I was struggling with like, is God violent? Like this kind of old Testament God and that kind of thing. And I remember a number of years ago in the midst of this season, um, I was doing the Bible in a year thing. Like that's, that's what I've always did. Well, like that was, that was the plan. So listening to it um, on a snowy walk with the dog and came across one of those passages mm. in the Bible in a year. And I just wanted to throw this, the phone across the street. Mm. And so in that moment, I was like, all right, I don't like I don't want to give up on this. I'm not setting aside scripture, but I need to do something different. And so that's where really my journey learning more about different contemplative prayer practices began and silence and solitude and um, just different ways of engaging with the Lord that I hadn't been exposed to previously, but they were um, such a huge help in that season. Um, yeah, it's something that, that brought me through and really gave me life and hope and that kind of thing. So, How did you learn about those, Chris? Yeah, I think... Um, that's a good question. I had a mentor for a while that I knew he, um, that that was part of some of his spiritual life and his rhythms. And I was like maybe slowly starting to learn about some of that. And then, um, and then we ended up kind of getting separated. He moved away. Mm -hmm. I moved back to Wisconsin, all that kind of stuff. And so I'd like to think that maybe some of that would have continued had we, had we been able to stick together but in that, even in that moment of wanting to throw my phone, I was I was just thinking about him of like, he seems like this guy that's so rooted, even when things are really hard, when there's suffering, like, what is it about those things that he's doing? And so um, I, just, I knew enough to know that there were a couple different um, authors or teachers of books that I'd written or that I had read that, um, that I just looked up and a couple of them had just different like videos and things like that, that walked through different practices and that kind of thing. So I just began to kind of seek mm-hmm. those out. I knew enough well, to know that they existed, yeah. but then began to really be intentional mm-hmm. about learning what those looked mm-hmm. like and learning from people of, um, different backgrounds and yeah. different streams of faith that I hadn't really paid attention to yeah, before. So, good. You know, I think about that of like, who do you turn to community wise, right? Because we say, oh, tell a friend or tell, yeah. you know, if I, but I think I, I, I just would want to say like, wow, you like, we also have to be careful because not everybody's going to understand. Because um, yeah. I remember there was times in my life, I remember like starting to hint at people and like kind of drop a little bit of what I'm experiencing and then feeling like, well, you just have to pray more. like just these rote answers that felt like, yep. oh, not safe, like not in a bad way. They're good people, but just they don't understand. And so but thinking about, man, who are the people in your life, you know, have been through some things and still are rooted and like, man, those would be the good people to start with to, yeah, to share yeah. about your experience if you're going through that time. So. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so good. Um, maybe to kind of head toward the yeah. finish line here for the sake of time. Um, Tiffany, how... Um, how is your faith or what it looks like for you to follow Jesus different than, say, 
10 or 15 years ago. That's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I picked it a number out yeah. of the, yeah. the dark. So yeah. how, how is it different now? And then are there, are there even things that you're maybe preparing yourself mm-hmm. to face 10 mm-hmm. or 15 years from mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Like, how do you think about the season yeah. that you're in and yeah. what's come before and what That's might be good. ahead? That's good. I think I would describe my faith, my walk with God as more relaxed and I was, mm. that's the word that it, it's, um, I mean, I hit dry parts, right? Sometimes I'm bored. That's, but it's, it's, it's more relaxed. It, it holds less anxiety. Um, right. If I miss, miss some days of having a quiet time, quote unquote, like, nah, it's no big deal. Right. Cause I, I'm, it's more of this like daily walk with God, right. As I'm yeah. walking down the hallway, I'm thinking about things or, I don't know. So it just feels like a more gentle, a gentle season. I know, I know that's not always going to be my yeah. season. Um, but I do feel like that's, that's where I'm at right now. Um, where before maybe I felt like there was more checklist, there was more performative, mm-hmm. there was more I ought and I should, and oh, is God mad at me if I didn't? Um, oh gosh, I'm really glad, <laughs> I'm, really glad <laughs> I'm in this season. But but that was a is a needed season. There's there's actual real work to be done in those seasons, and so, um, but but that's where I am right now. And as I look forward, right, I see, or if I think ten or fifteen years from now, I think of. You know, I see some people in my life who I love. It's like, oh, yeah, they're starting to um, have some suffering, like yeah. some some longer suffering that they won't really escape, whether it be health or family. Um, gosh, you know, like, right, your kids aren't going to do and be in all the things that you think that they you want them. To. And so, like, mm-hmm. grieve, right now there's going to be a season of grieving, uh, you know, ahead of me. And so... I don't know how to prepare for that. I should, <laughs> but, yeah. it, but I expect that that's right. That's coming of, you know, I seeing, you know, even a couple of friends in their sixties who are beginning to talk about like, Hey, I know I'm not going to live. Like I'm not going to be in this body forever. And so hearing some of the questions that they're asking, I'm like, Oh wow, that's not where I'm at, but that's where I'm going to be. And so trying to take notes of, wow, they're doing that so well. I want to be like that, you know, um, and asking them a lot of questions about how, how they're dealing with what they're dealing with and what helped prepare them for that. So. Yeah. How about you? Oh man, I think, yeah, I agree with so much of what you just said. I think, um, looking back on whatever, 10 or 15 years ago, similar. I, I think I used to think that my relationship with God was really good if I read the four chapters in the Bible <laughs> reading plan that day. Right. Or if I checked yeah. the boxes, that's yeah. just my, some of my personality too. Um, or it was good if I was like doing the right things for God and productive and, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas now, um, I, yeah, I still want to do those mm-hmm. things in some way, but I feel like rather than this performative doing things for God, I'm learning like, okay, what does it look like to live with Christ actually in me? Mm-hmm. Like he's living and dwelling mm-hmm. in me. So how am I, uh, even just have a pace and rhythms in life that's in tune with that. And that, again, that's freeing. Like you just said, like, I don't have to read the four chapters mm-hmm. if that's not what it feels like this season mm-hmm. is about. And it's probably not with a six <laughs> and a, and a almost yeah. four year old at home. Um, but wanting, yeah, just to pay closer attention to my inner life mm-hmm. of faith and being able to hear from, God. I, I want to experience him. I don't mm-hmm. just want to do things for him and check the list, but like, 
Um, even if, even if the Bible was taken away from me, like, is there still a relationship there that I can experience him and know him? And so I feel like that's what this Mm -hmm. season has been about. Um, and hopefully, yeah, I hope hope that continues into the the future as, as well. I want my life 10 or 15 years from now to, um, to be kind of like we were talking about earlier. I just more focused on others in a way that isn't forced of, um, propping other people up of loving yeah. people well, um, all those kinds of things, but also, yeah, knowing that there's probably suffering and grieving mm-hmm. ahead. And, um, I don't know how you prepare for that, for that either. We'll have to bring someone on the podcast <laughs> totally to, to, to talk about yeah. it, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so good. kind of a look back and then, and then a look forward too. So, really all right. Last thing, um, any encouragement that we would, uh, just give to someone trying to find their way on the yeah, journey, whatever yeah. stage they're yeah. in. Um, yeah. What would, what would we say to someone just wanting to, wanting to grow yeah. and, and trying to navigate all of this? Yeah. I mean, one thing I would say like each season and stage has its own good, sweet things about it and its own challenges and to not, to not rush. Like you don't, you're not in charge of, your movement through the stages. And so being able to receive and enjoy the season God has for you and looking yeah. to what, what does God want to teach you in, in, in the season? Because each season God is doing a work inside of you. He's creating you, molding you, shaping you, forming you in a certain way. And we can trust him in that. Um, we can trust him as we, as we allow him to direct the transformation process. Um, and also, man, like, Man, find other people who are in your stage or do life with them. Find other people who are who are a little ahead of you in different stages. Learn from them. Just watch them, even if you even if you don't know them, watching them and um, taking notes of how how they're living their lives. And then and then being gracious and kind to the people who are maybe in a season that you just left behind and. Mm. Um, helping to be that mentor, be that person who's just a little farther ahead and said, oh man, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like, keep going. Um, so I guess that's, that's what I would encourage. How about you? Yeah. Wow. That's so good. I don't have much to, to add to that, but yeah, I love what you said about just be present basically in the, in the season that you're in. I just read an author that says like, stand in the place that God has mm-hmm. for you to mm-hmm. stand, even if that's a hard place. Um, mm-hmm. It's a sign of maturity, I, I, I'm not there yet, but, no, like, yeah, totally. but when you're, but we're in a really hard spot yeah. or even in suffering to see everything as a gift and all is grace from, from God. Um, that requires a lot of growth and a lot of maturity, but just, yeah, trying to stand in that place and, and be present. Um, and if you're in a particularly hard spot, again, be gentle and gracious with yourself. Um, but man, I know this maybe sounds counterintuitive based on what, all the things that we just said, but like fight for your relationship mm-hmm. yeah. with the Lord, continue to show up, even if it feels like you're at this wall mm-hmm. or that kind of thing, try new things, experiment with different practices, um, that have been proven throughout thousands of years to, to bring cl- people closer to Jesus and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But yeah, continue to try to do the work and in faith that God, um, so is going to meet you in the, in the spot that you're in. So yeah. Hopefully all that's helpful. That's a lot to kind of soak in and and to digest. But again, we talk about this. Why why do we talk about this in kind of a series on 
spiritual practices and spiritual growth. Um, we just hope that it like becomes more normative, that there are these different seasons that we walk through and there are hard seasons that we walk through and that's okay. And that's yeah. normal. Um, and maybe this isn't encouraging, but as we talked about those different seasons, a lot of authors will say that you c- can go through those cycles more than once. <laughs> oh, yes. right? well, I don't want to know that again. I, know. <laughs> I was joking, but it's true. That's yeah. So there are things, even if you've walked through mm-hmm. some of those hard spots that can come up again, that bring you back into a similar place of doubt or yeah. complexity or that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And they're not always cyclical either. Yeah. We talked about kind of our experience, mm-hmm. but um, they're, or they're not always linear, I yeah. guess is what I should say. You might jump around from spot to spot, but again, hopefully just even knowing that these are things that exist and people that have walked through them before you um, can be encouraging and and freeing. So any final words? Yeah, I would just say, you know, if you're going through a certain season and you want somebody to walk alongside you, um, I mean, as it it relates to here at Blackhawk, as the Blackhawk community, I just want you to feel free to reach out to you know, your, your site pastor, feel free to reach out to a spiritual formation team, you know, as we're creating, continuing to create an opportunities, environments yeah. for people to connect with one another and connect with God in different ways. Like we're thinking about you, we're thinking about yeah. the different stages that you're in. We're trying to offer things like alpha. I mean, I think that's a huge, you know, great thing for people who are wrestling with different things and um, community groups, right? We're trying to make them to be a place where, where you can say some of these things and, mm-hmm. you know, we have resources. And so, you know, don't feel shy about reaching out to say, Hey, this is where I'm at. Can you pair somebody along with me? Can I talk to somebody um, about this? Uh, we'd love to walk along side you it's kind of why we exist so (laughs) so let's do that yeah we didn't get to uh for the sake of time talk about that as much as we wanted to but yeah it's something that your team thinks a lot about and that um even things like the wall and people that are in um hard spots and deconstructing their faith it might not seem at surface level like you know there's a class dedicated to that or something but know that yeah we are continually praying for for people in those um, places a lot of conversations about how to how to just love and care for our congregation in that way so please do reach out if um, there's anything we can can do or resources we can suggest along those lines All right, you guys. Um, Well, that's it for this week. Join us next week as we continue in our Walking with God mini-series, and we'll see you next time.